0: This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media Thanks to the generosity of our supporters Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au
1: Why did Jesus come on the first Christmas? Answer, so we could all get ourselves in debt, right? No Jesus left His home in heaven to make a home in
0: your heart Some people are content to leave the baby Jesus in the manger. But Pastor Greg Laurie points out, Jesus wants to live inside us.
1: I love that Christmas song, Heart the Herald Angels Sing. Let every heart prepare Him room. You have to prepare Him room and invite Him in. This is the day when the lost are found.
0: celebrate the babe in the manger and for many people, even unbelievers, a baby is a comforting sentimental image that they're very comfortable with. But Jesus came on a mission. His mission was to give us life so we might live. He came to save sinners from their sin. And today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to reset our perspective on our celebration of Christ's birth. We'll see that he wants to have a close and personal relationship with each and every one of us.
1: told you this story before of a small boy who was writing a letter to God about Christmas presents he badly wanted. And so he started his letter by saying, Dear God, I have been good for six months now. He thought about it for a moment that I'm writing this to God. I have to be truthful. So he crossed out six and put three months. Thought about that a little bit more and crossed out three months and put two weeks. Then he crossed that out and he walked over to the little manger scene. They got in their front room and took the little figurine of Mary and set it next to him, and then began to write these words. Dear God, if you ever want to see your mother again. <laughs> I want to revisit this beautiful story. I've been preaching now for many years. I've preached many, many Christmas services over the years, but I have to tell you I never tire of this story. Do you? I never tire of it. I love to read it. I love to think about it. I love to contemplate its meaning to us. I would like to focus on this story and look at three main things in our message tonight. Number one, when did Jesus come? Number two, where did Jesus come to? And number three, and most importantly, why did Jesus come? So number one, when did Jesus come? Jesus came at the right moment in human history. The right moment. The people were waiting The Jewish people were praying. They were saying, Lord, where is our Messiah? And to make matters harder, they had not heard from God for 400 long years. Not a single prophet. Not a single angelic appearance. Not a single miracle performed. And they're waiting and waiting and waiting. Now I don't know about you, but I don't like to wait. How many of you are patient people by nature? Raise your hand. You're patient people. There's a few of you. How many of you are impatient people? Raise your hand, well a lot more, a lot more of you. Okay, I'm one of you, okay, that's me. You ever drive down the freeway and you see one person weaving in and out of the lanes? That's that's me, that's me. (laughs) When I'm in the market, I will like try to size up the shortest line. It's like a race to me. Oh, that line's going a little faster. Maybe I'll switch over. I'll even go to the 12 items or less line when I need more stuff. And I'll be counting the number of items of the person in front of me, by the way, as well. I don't like to wait. When I order a pizza and I'm bringing it home, half of it will be gone by the time I get home. I might need some kind of oral surgery because I burned the roof of my mouth out in the process, but it doesn't matter because I don't like to wait. I remember when microwaves first came into being, and I'm old enough to remember a time when we didn't have microwaves, and I thought, this is like a miracle. It's like, instead of waiting 30 minutes, I can have it in three minutes. Now when I put something in the microwave, I'm like, are you serious? Two more minutes? I have things to do so I don't like to wait by nature. People were waiting a long time. So the Christmas story starts with a tree. <laughs> Not a Christmas tree, a family tree. Both Luke and Matthew's gospel story starts with the genealogy. You see, for the Jews, a genealogy was a big deal. It was sort of like a resume. So the first Christmas story does not begin with the words once upon a time, but rather it begins with so-and-so begat so-and-so, and 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 so-and-so begat so-and-so. Why is that? Because it's a factual, historic event pinpointed in time. Yet the Christmas story has all the pageantry, the pathos, the magic, if you will, of the best fairy tales. We have shepherds bowing, wise men worshiping, angels singing, and a brilliant star. But it's a real story. Christmas starts in heaven and unfolds on earth. Luke chapter two, verse one. It came to pass in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. This census first took place when Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city, So we already talked about when Jesus came. He came at the right time. The time appointed in human history. It was not an accident, it was an appointment. Now where did Jesus come to? Well he came to the little town of Bethlehem. I heard a story of a young boy whose father was away at war and he missed his dad horribly. So his mother would take him uh, to a photograph, a large photograph of his father that was framed hanging in the hallway. Every day she would take him there to look at that photo of his dad. And one day the little boy said to his mom, Mom, wouldn't it be great if dad could step out of that frame? And that's exactly what happened at Christmas. People were longing for a relationship with God, and God stepped out of the frame, if you will, and came to walk among us. Caesar Augustus is mentioned, but he's just a passing figure in the most important story ever told. We wouldn't even know of Caesar Augustus if it were not for the Christmas story. But God wanted Mary and Joseph in Bethlehem because the scripture said that's where Messiah would come from. Micah two, you Bethlehem, though you be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth one whose origins have been from everlasting. So here is Caesar Augustus. And I've told you before, Augustus means of the gods. He thought he was a god. But he wasn't a god at all. But he was a man that was gonna be moved by God. And it's a reminder that God can move people in power if they're godly or not. If we voted for them or not. God is in control of kings and queens and emperors and pharaohs and prime ministers and presidents. And Proverbs 21, one says the king's heart is like a stream of water directed by the Lord and he guides it wherever he wishes. So the Lord said, okay Caesar, I want you to help me accomplish my purposes, he gave this decree, and now Mary and Joseph show up in Bethlehem. And what happens? We know the story well. Verse seven, there was no room for them in the end. No room in the end became prophetic of the reception that Jesus received while he was on earth. Ironically, it was Jesus who said, I have many rooms for you, but there was no room for him. He said, oh, my father itself, so many men since well, it were not so. I go to prepare a place for you. Jesus left his home in heaven so we could have a home in heaven. Jesus left his home in heaven to make a home in your heart.
0: I'm listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. And he's presenting a very special Christmas Eve edition of A New Beginning today. Reminding us of the reason why Jesus came in the very first place, why he left his home in heaven to make a home in your heart. It's a message called, Mary, Did You Know?
1: Now imagine this story for a moment here as the innkeeper, and we don't know anything about him. We we always think of him as some evil guy. The Bible doesn't portray him that way, it doesn't even identify any particular individual. Hey, here's the thought what if it was a woman? It could have been. I don't know if it was a man or a woman. But whoever answered that door, there stands up for him what we sometimes call the Holy Family. And if they looked like they do in religious art, they had halos over their heads. (laughs) And probably a spotlight coming down on them as well. A little music swelling in the background, not at all. They looked like any other poor couple. And this man could find no room in the end. Now surely he could have rearranged a few people to accommodate an obviously very pregnant woman who was ready to give birth at any moment, but he wouldn't do it. I guess there was no money in it. I don't really know what the reason was, but instead of vilifying him, I think in some ways he reminds me of a lot of us. He was sort of preoccupied. He was too busy to take time. And is that not us? Rushing about, so frantic, so stressed, so irritated, so agitated, saying we never hear the voice of God. Here was opportunity knocking. Here was the greatest moment in history for him, but yet he didn't have time. You know, we should take a lesson from the birds. The birds don't stress out. The birds don't worry. I have a little bird feeder hanging in front of my um, kitchen. But I've watched the birds, and they're never stressed. I've never seen a bird taking a (laughs) volume. They're just chill. They're just relaxing. Jesus said, look at the birds. They don't worry. Why do you worry? But we're running around so busy and we can forget about God altogether. And I wonder how many of you feel that way right now. Maybe you've come here carrying a great burden. Maybe it's a burden of a sin that you've been struggling with. Maybe it's a burden of physical pain. Maybe it's a burden of problems in your family. Maybe it's a burden of grief. Because there's a loved one that was with you last Christmas and is not with you tonight and it hurts really bad. We're all collectively stressed out by COVID for sure. It's affected our families. It's affected our economy. It's affected our livelihood. It's affected our churches. And in some cases, I think it's affected some people's sanity. (laughs) But here's what Jesus says to us. Familiar verse, come unto me, all you that are laboring and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Or as a modern translation puts it, are you tired, worn out, burned out in religion? Come to me and get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. I like that translation. That's what we need to do. We need to come to him and lay those burdens down. But this innkeeper, he missed it all. He had so much going on, but he didn't have time, really, for God. Let's review and then conclude. When did Jesus come? Jesus came when the time was just right, right on schedule. Where did Jesus come to? He came to Bethlehem to fulfill Bible prophecy. Now the big question, why did Jesus come on the first Christmas? Answer, so we could all get ourselves in debt, right? No. He came to teach everyone how to be good. No, no. He came to die an agonizing death and to ransom us from an eternal death sentence. The shadow of the cross lay over the beauty of the first Christmas night. This is why that baby was being born. He was born so we could be born again. Jesus came to heal broken lives and to restore shattered hopes. So at Christmas, we decorate our trees. But the real Christmas tree is not decorated in different colors with bulbs. The real Christmas tree was the tree that Christ died on. The Bible says cursed is every man that hangs on a tree. He went and died on the cross for our sins. That's the ultimate Christmas tree, and that's why red is the color of Christmas. It's the color of Christmas because it's the color of the blood That was shed by Jesus. And you know what? I have a favorite, I have a lot of favorite Christmas songs. My favorite of all time is I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. That just (laughs) so many. No, that's not it. (laughs) Jingle bell rock, that's it. No, that's not it either. (laughs) A Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. That might be my least favorite. No, my favorite, one of my favorites is White Christmas. And I like it when Bing Crosby sings it, you know, oh that just I love it. Well, we don't usually see a lot of white Christmases here in California, maybe up in the mountains or other parts of the country. But I love that idea of a white Christmas. We love the idea of snow gently falling. Well, this idea is pulled right out of scripture. Isaiah 118, the Lord says, come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are red like scarlet, they'll be as white as snow. Red is the color of Christmas because that's the color of the blood of Jesus shed for us. And if we turn from our sin, we will have a white Christmas. Because we're white as snow. We're clean, clean. And God says that he can make you as white as snow. How? Through the shedding of the blood of Jesus. When did Jesus come? When the time was just right. Where did Jesus come? To the little town of Bethlehem to fulfill Bible prophecy. Why did Jesus come? He came to have a relationship with you. Again, Jesus left his home in heaven so you could have a home in heaven. Jesus left his home in heaven to make a home in your heart. So I have the choice, I'm just like the innkeeper. He, he turned them away, no, no room in the inn, go out to the barn, go to the cave. Wow, missed out. But you have an opportunity. Jesus Christ, who was born in the manger, died on the cross, rose from the dead, is standing at the door of your life, and he's knocking. Now you can be like the innkeeper and turn them away, no, no, go away, don't bother me. Or you can say, Lord, come in. I love that Christmas song, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, let every heart Prepare him room. You have to prepare him room and invite him in. Would you like Jesus Christ to come into your life right now? Would you like to have a fresh start as you enter into a new year? Would you like to put your past behind you and become a new person on the inside? If so, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to do that as we close in prayer. And if you don't know Jesus Christ or have the assurance that you'll go to heaven when you die, respond to this invitation. As we pray now together, okay? Let's all bow our heads. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending your son Jesus on a rescue operation to planet Earth for us. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming. Thank you for the great sacrifice you made to leave heaven, to leave your home in heaven, to make a home in our hearts. And now I pray for any person here and any person who's watching right now, if they don't know you, if they don't have a relationship with you, we pray that this is the moment they believe. We pray that this will be the moment they accept you into their life, that this will be the moment they change their eternal address from a place called hell to a place called heaven. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
0: Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer here on this special edition of A New Beginning. And as you've listened today, you've come to realize that you need to make a change in your relationship with the Lord. Pastor Greg would like to help you with that right now. If
1: you would like to accept Jesus Christ into your life right now, and by that I mean if you would like your sin forgiven and have the assurance that you will go to heaven when you die, would you pray this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner but I thank you for dying on the cross for my sin and rising again from the dead. I'm sorry for my sin, Lord, and I turn from it now and I put my faith in you to be my Savior, my Lord, my God, and my friend. Thank you for loving me and calling me and accepting me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer in a minute, I want you to know on the authority of God's Word that Jesus Christ has just come to take residence in your heart. The Bible says these things we write to you the believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life.
0: Thanks, Pastor Greg. Well, if you have prayed that prayer today, let us help you get started off right in your walk of faith. We'd love to send you a new Believer's Growth Packet, free of any charge or obligation. Just ask for it when you call one pray for me That's one 772 936 And the team would also love to pray with you. That's one pray for me Well, next time here on A New Beginning, we dig into the most requested messages of the past year. Yes, our Best Off series kicks off next time. So I hope you can join us then. In the meantime, to you and your family, from all of us here at A New Beginning, have a merry and blessed Christmas. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Mary, Did You Know? If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app, where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1800 00 50 11